Good morning. Welcome to the Bond Sunday Morning Services. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. I'm going to do the meeting today, I think, sitting down. I like my little red chair here. I really like it, so I'm going to try to use it today, at least for a little while. I, I may get up and walk. But because now I'm comfortable with not having a podium. And so today I was thinking, I wonder what it feels like to do the meeting without, I mean, sitting down. Sometimes I see white people sitting, doing a meeting. And so everything the white people do, I like to try it too because I know it's the right thing. If it's white, it's all right. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm <laughs> just joking. It's Easter. Oh, happy Easter. And happy Easter to all of you folks and everybody out there. I was told to say happy resurrection. That we're, not, we're no longer saying happy Easter because the Christians are trying to bring Easter back. Well, is that right? Oh, where's the mic? Where are the mic folks? The mic man is gone. Oh, right here, sir. <laughs> the mic man left the room. Well, trying to bring um, more of a Christian title to the name, because Easter is from a pagan holiday, oh, the, the, Lord. the word Easter. Oh, Lord. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. I oh. think it's a good idea. But I know what Easter means. But okay. I guess if uh, the children of Satan can change words, we can too. Okay. So happy resurrection to the Christians and happy Easter to me. <laughs> Today I want to talk about wisdom, and wisdom is about Christ, I think, because last Sunday several people asked me about wisdom, how do we gain wisdom, and so we're doing a 12-part series of building a solid foundation, and this is number four of how to build that foundation. You still remember that we're building a foundation, right? A solid foundation. We're still doing that. Well, this is number four of how to build a foundation, and you need wisdom in order to do that. How many people have wisdom? I see two. Can I get a three? I got three. Can I get a four? Four. Five, six. Okay. We have people who have wisdom who already. Who has or who have? Who has wisdom? Have wisdom? Oh, okay. I'm trying to do it right. Before I go into my little thing about wisdom, because it is important, and it's important that we all should gain wisdom, because if you don't have that, then you can just hang it up. You'll just be a dummy the rest of your life, all of us. And so before I get into my thing about wisdom, since we have some people who already has it, I want to find out from you, how did you get it? And what is it? So you can help all of us. This is about fellowshipping, right? So I'm learning as everybody else is learning. All right. So where should I start? You want me to start with you? Okay. Um, excuse me. You have wisdom. Uh I was walking with my wife's brother. Give me a yes or no first. Yes. You have wisdom, okay. And how did you get it? Now you can tell me. Well, the fear of the Lord, starting with in Proverbs, how it says the fear of, the, fear of God is, is the beginning of wisdom. Uh-huh. So I would say the beginning of wisdom is what I have. Oh, okay. God's will. I just want to give a quick example and I'll be done. Okay, no problem. My, my, my wife's brother, I was, we were walking in Hyde Park in London. I was talking to him about wisdom. In London? Yeah, London. Okay. And I was talking about wisdom and I said, you know, a university, a bunch of professors who don't believe in God anymore, they're gonna, or scientists, they're going to constantly create their own little myths. Right. And there's no limit. But when you have fear of God in you, you're going to watch each other right. and make sure you're telling the truth. But when you don't have God, there's no limit to what the, the spiral that you will go through to, to persuade yourself. Right. And that's not wisdom. Wisdom is a humility. It's a, it's a fear of something else that knows, that knows more than you and you want to respect that, and right. you want to, you know, go and, that way. And so you fear God. Yes, I fear God. And, and how do you know? Well, you not f I fear God in the sense of, for wisdom. How do you know you fear Him? Well, uh, that I want to be, I want God's will and not my own. 
because uh, I'm constantly wanting my own will. And I know that that's wrong, and, and so I, I have to have the humility to accept God's will. Okay. So that's, the, that's the fear. That's not, it's not like I'm crazy fear. You know? You're not like scared, scared. No, I'm not scared. Do you feel Satan too? Yeah. You fear Satan? Oh, do I fear Satan? I fear him in the sense of my own pride. You fear him that way? Yeah. And did he give you wisdom? No. Oh. So that, that fear in God give you wisdom, uh, fear in Satan doesn't give you wisdom? Yeah, it, well, it's, uh, it's fear in my own pride that I will, like, that I will listen to Satan. Oh, okay. That, that's the fear that I have. All right. Uh, way in the back, you say you have wisdom. I do. And how did you get wisdom? Um, I got wisdom by desiring to have it, and specifically by desiring to know God more closely so that I wouldn't suffer as much. So you wouldn't suffer as much? Yes. And what does wisdom look like? Um, <laughs> I guess I can mainly talk about what it feels like. Okay. Um, it's just kind of a certainty uh, of something. And um, for me, it's not like I necessarily asked and it like came to me right away. Like I you know, bumped into some walls and fell down and you know, picked myself up. A few times, you know, and then that's how it kind of came to me. Uh -huh. um, but I think mostly it was by sending that out, that that desire out. Like I want to know, I want to know who God is. I want to know what's eternal and not what is just you know temporary and physical in front of me because that hasn't brought me any happiness, any real lasting happiness. And when you say you sent it out, what did you send out? Uh, send I, out. I call it a prayer just asking a question in my mind that I just really wanted to know the answer to. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, who else do they have wisdom? Oh, right here. I like this. Thanks for the feedback. I really do. We're fellowshipping. You have wisdom. Yes, not all the time. <laughs> it comes and go? Yes. And why is that? Um, well, I believe it's from God. And I think that sometimes I'm very prayerful about it and I will ask for like wisdom to make the right decision about something, whether right. it be a really small thing or a little thing, like starting my day asking for wisdom just to make the right choices. Um, so it's kind of a, to me it looks like a kind of constant, constant communication with the Lord, you know, okay. just asking to give me wisdom in the things that I do as I go through the day. And so what does wisdom look like or feel like to you? It feels like I'm like following the, you know, the commandments that he laid out to me. And I know when I, I know there's times when I struggle when I feel like Satan's getting his hand yes. in and winning me over, you know. So that's when I feel like I'm, I don't have wisdom because I make the wrong choices. Oh, okay. I'm sinning. All right. I love it. Who else had wisdom up in here? There was one other person, I think. Oh, right here. Yeah. Trying hide. You're trying to hide? Um, <laughs> you know, when they speak of fear of God... Let me ask her, you have wisdom? I do. And how did you get it? It was um, given to me after I asked for it. So you said, Lord, give me wisdom, and you said, okay, here it is. No, actually, um, it was a more roundabout way. I, I was like, get me over these angry spells that I get. And then wisdom came after that as a, a benefit. You know, like, what did it look like? Or feel like? More like confidence. You can handle things now. You, know, you can handle situations. You can speak from the heart instead of you know, from what you think you've learned. And... Um, you don't have this desire ever to go back into anger or resentment. You know, that's the real fear. I, I have this great respect and fear of falling back into a resentful state of mind, an angry state of mind. I don't want to do that. I want to stay away from that because I know that if I do that, I can handle anything. You know, even if I fall to little things, you know. Um, uh, um, so you have no anger anymore? Well, it hasn't, hasn't been around for a little while. <laughs> so, 
You know, and, and when it does appear, I, <laughs> I run from it. I, I don't like, I'm, I'm wise enough now to not embrace it. And I used to like embrace it. And I would be stuck in it for days. Right. You know, just So it up. does come sometimes? Yeah. And you run from it? How do you run from it? I don't know. There's, there's now a, a knee jerk. Like there used to be a knee jerk to go into it. Now yeah. there's a knee jerk to want to stay away from it. And so I just, I don't believe the thoughts that go along with it. I kind of like, um, I just let that moment kind of pass. Oh, okay. So how do you know you have wisdom? You said because of this anger thing you're not giving into? Yeah, it's, that's like the bottom line of all wisdom is you don't fall into this self or, you know, self-judgment or judgment of others. Right. And that's like the bottom line of all wisdom. And if you have that, you'll be guided in everything else you do. You, okay. You sure about that? Yeah, I am. Okay. Um, if you don't have anger, why would you worry about falling back into anger? Because anger is the spirit that's been taken away from you. And so once it's taken away, it is your least concern. Because it's totally replaced with forgiveness or love or, or whatever. That's very comforting to hear, actually. And uh, it makes me want to pursue that even more. But for now, I mean, that's all I can say okay. is, is what I've done and what I experienced. And you say you have wisdom, too, right? Yes. I think you were the last one who said you had it. Oh, I th you said you had it. Oh, okay. Let me go here first. You have wisdom. And, I, and listen again, we're fellowshipping to help one another. You do not get an A or a B or anything. We're just learning from each other. You know, all want the same thing. That's all this is. Yes, sir. You have wisdom. Yes, I think I do. You think you do? Yeah, I do. You do have it or you think? I do. And how, how do you know you have it? Um, to me, uh, to be, to know that you're, you're right, even though uh, everybody tells you you're wrong, you're, and you're just completely alone, but you believe in, in the truth or whatever, even though no one, there's no one else around. Okay. It's like a, a, just, you know, and then you feel like it's all right. It's fine being alone. You don't need, you don't need a, a crew. Okay. You know? And that's how you know you have wisdom? Yeah. Because, and the reason I ask, because depressed people be alone. They like being alone so they can be more depressed. Right. Become more depressed. Right. And, and you know, that's not, you don't feel depressed, right? No. Oh, okay. And how did, so how did you get wisdom? For, the, for us that don't know? From, I believe from trial and tribulation in your okay. life. It's, it's suffering and, uh, it just brings you to uh, wisdom. Okay. It, it like kind of drags you to it. Do you have anger? Uh, I have anger against the people that are destroying my country. You do? Yes. Why? Uh, because I just do. I, I'm, I'm angry <laughs> with them. I don't like them. You don't like them? No. Do you have a right to be angry at them? Yes. You do? <laughs> <laughs> Would a wise man be, or a woman be angry at them? Well, you know, I don't walk around angry, but I, I, there's, I have indignant, I'm indignant towards those people. What does that mean, that word? Uh, uh, I, I just, I, I'm so against them. What does that word mean? Uh, it mean I'm not sure. I, I'm just... It, you don't know what that word means? No. Oh. I, I heard it before too, and I don't know what it means. It sounds like it's bad. Yeah, I'm just. It's Who knows just, what that word means? Oh, to not honor, not to dignify. So you don't honor them. You know. They're, no, they're people without honor. Oh, okay. And I. And you're angry at them. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Christ rose today, right? Because. Of us, he went into the ground and came back today. While he was here, was he angry at them? No. And so, and don't you, do you represent Christ on earth? Yes. And why are you, so why would you be angry at them if you're representing Christ? 
Um, it's just like a like I'm furious. I know with those people. Right. I, I just am. I, they're, I I am. I can't. You can't help it. Yeah, I'm just I'm angry with those people. They're, you know. Do you think they know what they're doing? No. So why be angry at someone that don't know what they're doing? I, I, yeah, I guess you know. I'm, I know I probably shouldn't do it, but you know, it's not, like I said, it it's not something I walk around carrying with me all day long. But would a man of wisdom be angry? Period. Uh, I guess maybe not. You're not sure. No. You're not sure. Uh. Uh-uh. So how? Why are you sure you have wisdom then? Um. Uh, I don't know. I just I am. I'm pretty sure I am. <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't anger separate you from God? Yeah, but I think, I, have a, I think it's a kind of like a righteous indignation. I, there goes that word again. It's like just, uh, like I said, it's not something I drag around with me every day. Right. It's not, you know, I, I just. Uh, um, Do you realize that's why we're losing the battle? Because the folks on the side of good are angry at the ones on the side of evil. And as a result, we're losing because you can't win with anger. Well, it's it's not like I use it as like a, something I use to a weapon against evil. It's just something I'm you, just I'm, I'm, I'm you know like I'm I'm, uh, I'm tired of being uh, what these people are doing in to our country. But if you didn't have the anger, you could win, and they could cut they would cut it out. A lot of people who are decided good are feeling helpless and hopeless because they they hate evil. They hate what they see. And because they're hating it, the ones who are representing evil are winning. And the more they win, the more evil we see, the more you hate them, the more you lose. You can't hate evil and win. A lot of people are giving up because of that. They feel helpless to the situation because they resent what they see. And that's why they're losing. And so you're doing yourself no good because after a while, you wouldn't go to a rally or anything because you say, oh, it's just a waste of time. Nothing's going to happen. The media is not going to report it, so I'm not going to do anything. Well, Isn't that I right? Of, I kind of already did that. Like See? about 15 years ago, I just walked away from it. Because wow. I thought nothing could happen. I'm, nothing I can do is going to solve this. So I come back to the scene, of the, and, and it's it, even worse. Yes. And I go, I can't, this time I cannot walk away. And I, I'm not going to walk away. Right. And, um, you know. But you got to let the anger go. You're not going to yeah. win this battle with, with, with anger. You have to resist the devil by not resenting the devil. Mm-hmm. In your personal life and public life. Mm-hmm. Private life and public life. All right. Uh, yes, sir. He had his hand back there. What about when Jesus looked around at the Pharisees or something with anger when he asked uh, which is better to save life or destroy it and such like that. Right. And before he healed somebody. When you say what about it, what about it? Because um, you said that, well, you guys both said that Christ didn't have anger, but right. at least according to the writer, it looked like he was looking around at them with anger. I was thinking about, it's interesting you asked that question because I was thinking about this yesterday. Uh, um, Anger with resentment is unrighteous anger. You lose out when you resent and you have anger. But anger without resentment is righteous anger. You see it and you deal with it. And that's what Christ did. He saw evil and he dealt with it. And if we as human beings, children of God, don't have resentment entwined with the anger, then we'll see situations and deal with them. They have no feelings about them or thought about them. So that's the difference. And human beings try to justify their unrighteous anger by saying, well, Christ had it too. He did have it, but he didn't resent. Well, he had perfect love in all things, and that's what we need to have in all things as well. Then you can win. Then you, you never feel like giving up. You never feel, I mean, you could go on and on like, like the ever-ready battery because you don't resent the situation, even in your own private life or anywhere else. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, David in the Bible had that too. 
you know, as a young man, he went against Goliath, and he was like, you know, you're not going to, this guy's not going to do this. He yeah. had an attitude, you're not going to put my God down like this. Yeah. And then later in the book of Psalms, I remember reading and hearing, he said, I hate, something like, I hate your enemies. I hate them very strong. So he had a very strong, maybe this is what you're talking about right now, but he had a very strong, uh, he was very, very strongly against the enemies of God. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no doubt about it. He wasn't friendly with them. He's like, no, they're, they're your enemies. They're my enemies. That's a good point. And one thing I love and appreciate about Jesus Christ is that, as far as I know, uh, he was the only one on earth. What? What? This is a I said this is four seven. Oh, okay. Uh, that's my instructor, my boss. <laughs> we are on the four steps of building a foundation talking about wisdom. Christ, the one thing I, I love about him is that he was bold in the way that he dealt with people. He saw the evil in government and non-government alike, alike. He had the wisdom to call it out without fear. He hated what he saw by being angry at it, but not with resentment. And he called it out as he saw it, no matter who it was. He did not hold back from telling the truth and dealing with it because he was able to see through evil and not hate evil. And if we had the same spirit, we would have the wisdom and the insight to call it out. As you see it, I don't care if it's from the White House to the, your house, you would call it out, but you would have to have perfect love in order to do it in the right way. We have a society right now Coming from evil, the children of evil that says, oh, we shouldn't name call. We shouldn't say this. We shouldn't say that. Let's just all show love and get along, right? That's not the way to go. Those people who are encouraging that are of their father, the devil. They have anger and they are not able to deal with evil. So they make up in their minds, Satan make up excuses for them. So they have to go nice on evil. Be all loving and nice. You're not going to win the spiritual battle when you're like that. You got to let the anger go in order to have righteous anger so you can call it as it is. And that's why they hated Christ, because he didn't care what position you were in. Uh, he saw the ego aspect of government, how power corrupts. He saw it and he called it out. And that's what we should be like. But most Christians are not like that. Because they do have that anger. They hate what they see. And it, it bringing on um, hopelessness and all that. But if you had wisdom, you would know not to hate what you see. But you will also know not to cow down to it as well. That's why you need wisdom. You need wisdom. I want to just ask one other person about the wisdom. You say you have wisdom, right? Yes. Yes. And uh, how did you get it? It was a gift. Who gave it to you? <laughs> I haven't seen him. I don't know. <laughs> and how do you know you have it? I have an understanding and I can see without people telling me or okay. this comes to me. And again, this is not a test. It's fun. We're fellowshipping. Are you having fun fellowshipping? <laughs> and I ask these things because... I want you to know for yourself. And sometimes when we fellowship back and forth, ask certain questions, you start it causing you to see things. You, you think about it. Because normally people don't think about these things. They just assume that they have it or that they don't have it, even though life is not working, right? So that's the only reason I'm asking. I have to ask myself these things too. So the other question to the folks with the wisdom, who has wisdom, um, do you have control of your body, yes or no? Yes. You do have it. And you keep the commandments. Yes. Okay. How about you? The wisdom lady in the back. You have control of your body. Yes. And you keep the commandments. Yes. Okay. I love it. I'm just getting this on record. That's all. Uh, the other wise man. You have control of your body. Mm. <laughs> No. You don't? No. And do you keep the commandments? 
I do keep the commandments. You do keep the commandments? How can you keep the commandments and not have control of your body? Um, well, my body is not mine. Oh, Lord. One of those. So there. So there. One of those. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> so that's your answer? Yes. Okay. All right. I accept it all. Uh, right here. You have control of your body? Yes. And you keep the commandments? Not all the time. And, and so how do you have control if you're not keeping the commandments? Well, I have control of it when I keep the commandments, but things like, um, um, you know, maybe lying or twisting the truth or, you know, sometimes you don't have to actually commit the act, but just thinking of it is going against, right? Thinking of it? Uh-huh. Only if you get into the thoughts and make a decision about them. If thoughts just come and go, then you're not, you're not guilty of that. Okay. Only if you dwell on them. Do you dwell on them? No. You don't? Okay. So do you keep the commandments? Yes. Okay. How about you, sir? I, I do not do you have, have control, control of your body? No, not this, no. You don't have control of your body? <laughs> no. Do you keep the commandments? No. Not very well. And so why do you think you have wisdom? Because I know that. <laughs> <laughs> wisdom needs to work. It needs to be, it you works. don't have wisdom just to be having wisdom. There's a reason to have wisdom. It's humility it, to me. It's, it, it works. Okay. Like, I just don't want to have the pride to think that I'm so perfect, you know? Right. Okay. And we shouldn't. Believe me, if we have wisdom, we, we know we are not perfect. That's for sure. We know of ourselves we can do nothing. We're just, no doubt about it. We just know. Uh, right here. Do you have control of your body? You have wisdom? Yes. You do? Yes. Even with the anger? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't... The anger I have is not something I drag around with me, like, you know what I mean? It's something I get angry and then I just let it go. I know, but God doesn't want you to be angry at all because anger is the spirit of Satan. It's his nature. Right. I and, know it's not good, but, you know, like... When people do bad things to me and stuff, I don't get angry with them. But when I see people on you know, TV uh, in the government, then I get indignant. There I go with that indignant again. <laughs> <laughs> but see, and, and uh, pardon me for saying this, I guess, but uh, if you get mad at the government, you have no love for anybody. Uh-huh. You can't have love for this group and hate this group. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, so I hate the evil. <laughs> okay, but what would happen if this group decided to be evil that you like? Would you hate the evil then? Yeah, if it's evil, I'd hate it. Oh, okay. Well, I want to encourage you to pray to get past that. Uh, okay. All right. Um, I want to turn to, Patrick, turn to uh, Isaiah, Isaiah 11, 2, 3, and read that for me. Um, no, I'm sorry, Psalm 111, verse 10. And, and um, this is where David talk about, talks about wisdom. Talk about wisdom. Uh, Psalms 111, 111, verse right. 10. The root of wisdom is fear of Yahweh. Those who attain it are wise. His praise will... His praise will continue forever. Hallelujah. How blessed is anyone who fears Yahweh, who delights in his commandments. His descendants shall be powerful on earth. The race of the honest shall receive blessings. Riches and wealth for his family, his uprightness stands firm forever. For the honest he shines as a lamp in the dark, generous, tender-hearted, and upright. All goes well for one who, I think, brother? Just verse 10. Did you go past 10 already? Yes. I would think that's a long 10. I'm past it. Oh, okay, just read, read uh, 10 for me only. Um, the root of wisdom is fear of Yahweh. Those who attain it are wise. His praise will continue forever. That's all okay. that part says. And so for those who have wisdom, is that happening in your life? I don't need to go back. Just give me a yes or no. This happening? You know, I, I'm reading this because I wanted to talk about wisdom. It's, it's uh, Resurrection Day. 
and the question was asked. And I, I wrote that if we do not begin with fear, we can never ascend to the rest. And then David talked about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so I wonder, you know, like, how do we get this wisdom? You know, how, you know, how do we get it? And how do we know for sure that we have it without a doubt? And that's when I went to Isaiah 11, 2, 3. Isaiah 11, 2, 3. Um, can you read that for me? I wait until she. Isaiah 11, 2, 3. You have the Bible with you? No, I was just going to write it down. I don't have the Bible. Oh, you don't have the Bible? Oh, okay. Um, who have it? Sonia, you have it? You didn't bring your Bible today? I got like one of those small Bibles going ahead and use it. Oh. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Isaiah 11, 2, 2, 2 3. Do 3. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. When you have fear of the Lord, all those things are going to be operating in your life. Yes. Oh, okay. Two, two, two and three. three. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. Yeah. When you, um, what I realized, and I, real, I think I may have come up on this accidentally, I think. And of course, God allowed me to see it. But what I realized is that something I used to not do that I do more of now that I've been doing in my life is taking time out to uh, ponder or think about the things that God has done for me. You know, the things that he brought me through all these years. There have been times of, uh, before lately, up until lately, that I've gone through my whole life and not really thought about what God has done to me, for me, the things he brought me through, um, um, that he was always with me and I wasn't able to see that he was with me. But when I thought about it, he allowed me to see that he has always been there, different situations and uh, incidents in life and you know, he had kept me healthy and of a sound mind. I had not pondered those things before. And I started to do it this year because we were building this foundation. Also, suffering brought me to it, too. too. It brought me to think about what God has already done for me. And in thinking about him, it does, you're right, Ron, it does humble you when you really think about what the Lord has done for you. It does humble you. And you don't, but you're not thinking about being humble. It just, it comes because you start to see that you have nothing to do with it and that you are blessed. And in spite of the way that we are, he still loves us. He loves us and he's taking care of us. Even when I was wimping and whining and complaining about things, he was still there. You know, he just kept me. And when you think about that, it humbles you like nothing else. Humility will come and wisdom will come because out of that, you start to see other things spiritually that you had not seen before or remember that you saw it, right? And that's the beginning of wisdom. And then once you do that, the desire comes to have control over your body, meaning that you're now willing to keep those commandments. You don't want to go out and have sex or or hate your fellow man, or hate yourself, or be prideful, or do the drugs, or all that kind of stuff. Once wisdom comes by realizing what God has done for you, you don't want to go out. It's, it's interesting in that you don't want to go and commit a sin. You want to be fair to all people. You don't want to hate your enemy. You realize that other people can't help themselves. And so you're not, you're not angry at them. Because now you have the wisdom to see what's really going on by realizing that what God has done for you. And then today is Easter. How many of you 
have thought about what Christ went through to make this possible for us, how he was on earth, how he dealt with people while he was on earth. He was straight up. He didn't hold back with anybody, even his mama. You know, he told the truth. He saw the truth. He dealt with it. He never resented or judged his fellow man, people who went after him, the way they treated him because he told the truth. You know, um, the fact that he, he knows, God already knows that we are a liar. Did you know that? We'll make promises to God. Like, oh, Lord, if you save me this time, I would never do it again. And then you like totally mean it when you're crying out. You mean it. He already know you're lying. <laughs> he know as soon as the pain is gone, you forget it. You're going to do it again. Lord, I would never do this again. I can't believe I did it. You have so much grief and pain. Like, please take away this pain. I promise you I'm going to go to church, read the Bible. I'm going to love everybody. I'm going to do everything. And the Lord already know you're lying. But yet he loves us, us enough to do that for us and not give up on us. That's enough to make you, uh, to make you humble yourself so wisdom can come. Isn't that good stuff? But that's what it takes. That's why God says, seek first the kingdom of God and his right way and all things will be added. He wants us to put these things first. Most of us don't go around, most people do not go around thinking of these things. You go right through life, as long as you don't have any pain, just being selfish, ego-driven, worried about how much money you have, cussing out other folks, gossiping about folks. You don't think about what God has done for you. And that's why you're not gaining the wisdom, and that's why you don't have fear and, uh, of, of the Lord, and you can go do it again and think nothing about it. Because you're not really pondering or remembering or thinking about what God has done for you. You can think about what God has done, and it'll cause you to boohoo like a baby. You know what boohoo means, right? Okay. You really, if you really think, and I'm not talking about that ego boohoo, this sadness that I'm talking about comes from another reality. It doesn't come from just feeling bad. It comes from the spirit, I'm telling you. When you think about God and what he's done for you and where he's brought you from and how he sent his son and he sacrificed for us, it caused you to repent even more so. It really does. How many people do not think about those things? So everybody think about it. Well, everybody here should have wisdom then. You say you do not think about them? Go to the mic, man. Yeah, I don't really think about them. You don't? And why not? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You don't know? <laughs> You're just floating through life, huh? Pretty How about much. when pain comes, do you think about it then? You, you, to call upon God because you know he loves you. Not really because I know he loves me, but because it seems like that's the best way to get past the pain. That's the best way to get past? Oh, okay, I understand that. So does it make sense now that you need to think about those things sometimes? Yeah, it sounds like a nice idea. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, it does. It's a sweet idea. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It is. Um, okay, it is. It's a nice idea. I'm telling you, if you want to live, you got to start thinking on the things of God. You got to think about that, that he is with you. He really is. He is. Think about Adam, I mean the devil, and Adam, and all those angels, and all those people who fell away from God. They fell away because they did not fear God. They wanted to be him. They wanted to be like him or, or greater than he is. And so because you don't fear God, then you fall away too. Situations come and wipe you out. Uh, you worry. You have doubt. You have fear. Because you fall away because you do not fear God. If you fear God, you would not fall away. That makes sense? Is it food for thought at least? We don't have to live the way we live if our minds uh, is uh, sat on him at all times. We should keep our mind on God at all times. And, and then life will work for you. 
It's so much that we have forgotten. We used to know these things. Everything we're talking about now, we knew these things when we were children. We really did. I heard somebody say once, if you tell a child that a bird is a bird, if you say that's a bird or a dog, you take away the child's ability to truly see that bird as a bird. And the only thing they see now is this word that you've used to introduce the bird or the dog or whatever it is. They, they don't go beyond seeing it as it really is. They don't see the connection that we have with it or anything because that word that was taught to them cut off wisdom, cut off insight. When you teach them those things, that's why you see little kids, they're always looking at things and it look like they're wondering about it or something, right? They just see it. And we don't like that when kids do that. <laughs> we say, oh, that's cute. Oh, no, look how he or she looking at me. Or look. Kids can look at you and make you feel uncomfortable. Because it look like they're looking right through you. And so it's, instead of appreciating that, they say, no, don't look at me like that. Or they're looking at a bird or another person or thing. You say, that's a bird. Because you don't want them to be all innocent. And you're up here feeling like a fool. And so you teach them what it is instead of letting God continue to reveal to them. And then we grow up learning words and becoming dumber. And so we forget to appreciate God and think about him, what he's done for us and look back at where he brought us from and realize that he has always been with us. Okay, I saw a lot of hands, so I need hands and I need to do this. I saw the black shirt hands first, then here and then around the room. Uh, move, you moved on, so it kind of... Uh, no, of, go back to it if you need to. Um, it's just that when you were saying that uh, how God knows that we're lying, it, it kind of recalled me of, you know, of, of Peter when he told Jesus that he would stand by him even until death. Yes. And Jesus said, before you know, the cock crows, you will deny me three yeah. times. Yeah. And uh, I think that you know, when we, those little resentments or judgments, we're denying Christ just like Peter. Um, you know, in lieu of, we think that we possess wisdom. You know, um, so I just... That thought came to mind when you were oh, okay. talking about that. It's interesting how we can think we have wisdom and don't have it. It's interesting how we can think we know God and don't know him. It's interesting how we can think we're good Christians and not. But we have convinced ourselves that we are. Isn't that amazing how the mind can work us like that? It's just crazy to me. Way in the back. Yeah, I was going to ask you what, um, and I've read this in the Bible before where it says we're supposed to fear God. I was going to ask you what that meant, but I'm going to ask, ask God and wait for the answer. Oh, you, I just told you what it meant. Yeah, but I don't really understand what the proper way to do Oh, he's holding the mic way over here, and he's way over there talking. And the mic guy's like this. <laughs> Go I'll ahead. ask you, what is the proper way to fear God? Um... The way you would know when you have it is that you will keep the commandments and have control over your body. Do you have control over your body? For certain seasons. <laughs> no. And do you keep the commandments? No. Well, hang it up, brother. You don't have it. When that happened, and I just told you how to find it, you got to start thinking about God and what he has done for you. Because you're going to realize, as I have done, that we are like dirty old sinners, not even worthy of grace, but yet his grace is upon us. When you really see yourself, you're going to see you're not worthy of anything, but he, for some reason, sees us in a different way, and he gives us grace. It's by his grace that we are able to even survive. But most people don't truly even appreciate God's grace. How often do you think about God's grace? You know, look how I am, and his grace is with me. He see me in a way I can't see myself, that he will still keep me alive, keep me healthy, keep me with a sound mind, make sure I have something to eat, make sure everything, and I'm not even worth it. Isn't that amazing? Let me take him, this guy first, and then you, John. Um, yeah, it's funny you're talking about this, because I was reading um, some of the account of uh, right around the, after or before Jesus was killed, and he was talking to his apostles. And I just kind of realized, 
wow, I, I really don't know what these guys are talking about. Yes, that's and, right. And, you know, it's funny you're saying about words because I, I realized a lot, the exact same thing today. I've learned a lot of words and things over my life, gained so-called knowledge and stuff, but didn't, don't know very simple things like that. And I, and I just, just hit me. I don't know what I'm reading here. Yes. Because I have at least, I, I, I don't know if you call it any, uh, a smattering of wisdom, but it's enough wisdom to know that I don't know what, that these guys have a superior type of information that they're putting out and you can feel it and you know it, but yet you don't exactly understand it. So that's kind of like the level I'm at. I'm yeah. like, I can see that they're a, they have something very, very important, but I can't quite grasp what it is. Yes, that's right. And most people don't. They teach about Jesus and the disciples, and they just tell us what they said. They read the Bible, and then they come tell us what they said. It's like having a conversation. That's it, with no wisdom. And so because we are blind, too, we'll just hear that and say, all right. And we'll go out and have conversations about it, too, while hating one another, being mad with ourselves, sinning, and just acting out. But we have the words. We have the words. I have a, I, 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 some of you have heard me say, life is something else. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh Because when, when I take the time to have that look into life, life is something else. It really, really is something else. But it's nothing like what we can imagine. And that's why I know it's something else, because when he allows me to see what it's really like, and I'm thinking, wow, life is nothing like what I thought it was. So life is something else. That's where I get that from. I also wrote to tell you that in order to keep the commandments of fear, we should meditate deeply upon the life and, uh, and, uh, and upon God's blessing. We should consider how much he has done and continue, to, uh, and continue to do for us, even though we are not worthy of it. And see, God are doing things for us, those things that are visible, that we can see that you're doing. Like, for example, somebody say, oh, I, I couldn't pay my rent. I was so worried about my rent. And then rent day came, and the money was there, right? And they're like, oh, praise the Lord. Now, they know God helped them do that. But there are invisible things that God is doing for us, too. We don't see them. But for some reason, life is working out, or an opportunity will come or an answer would come. The invisible things, most people don't even think about. It's just the visible things that they think on, right? But there are invisible things that are happening for us as well. This is, this is why we have to seek first the kingdom of God in his right way, because he's always helping us. Just think, we made it here to this meeting today and didn't have our accident. And there are a lot of crazy, pot-smoking, <laughs> dope here alcoholics out there on the street. You know what I mean? And yet our car made it here, we made it here, and we're sound and safe. That's amazing to me. And there are some folks who didn't make it. They got in their car this morning and they're dead on the road somewhere. Or they got in an accident and they're yelling and carrying on. Yes? I was going to make that exact point. The very fact that we're sitting here proves God's existence. Yes. Because we would have been wiped out. I mean, how much, you know, how many years have we been around? And how many crazy things have we done? And even the stuff that you see on the road day to day. Yes. I mean, it's actually a miracle that we're actually here. It is. Yeah. Sometimes I'm driving in my car and I'm thinking, wow, it's something else that this car, I can turn the switch and it'll start and just take me where I want to go. I can't see what's going on with it. I know I heard about the motor, but, <laughs> but I know nothing about the motor. I, I, I'm ashamed to tell you that I have never opened the hood of my car. <laughs> now, I grew up opening the hoods of cars. Cause we, I had to, uh, we, my granddad had a truck, big old truck. I had to drive the truck to haul the cotton and all that kind of stuff. So if it needed water or oil or whatever, I had to do it. And when I first bought my car, when I came here, but after that, I stopped. And I have a car that I bought four years of 2008 to 2014. How many years is that? I have a car I've had for six years, and I've never opened the hood. Isn't that a shame? And I call myself man. If I should have a flat tire, I'll call AAA. 
Isn't that something? I see people on the road with flat tires and they're trying to jack up the car. <laughs> I'm thinking, wow, I should let them use my car. Because it looked like such a hard job to do. <laughs> uh, yes, Pat, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead, John. Oh, can you go into uh, uh, what it means to have control over your body? Uh, when I first heard that, what I thought is uh, uh, not drinking as much alcohol and not overeating. Is there more to it than that? That, too. That's part of it. For, and, I, and, I, and I'll use this because you have spoken out about your, your wife's situation. Yes. When that thought comes to be mad at her because she's mad, or be mad at her because she's acting out, or whatever, she's yelling at you. When that thought comes to do that, you resist it, you have control over your body. Okay. Or when you're walking down the road, you see that young lady that looks so nice to you. you know, and the thought comes to dwell on that, get into it so you can see it in thought. Resist that. Okay. Uh, or overeat it. Everything done in moderation is where you have control. But and not going with every little temptation that Satan brings on to you. That's what it means. And then when you like that, you're keeping the commandments too. And if we don't learn to do that, if we don't gain wisdom by fearing the Lord, you might well just forget about it. You're not going to get anything else. Another thing that I want to help when you have wisdom, think about this, and then I'll come to you guys' hands. God gave us the Holy Spirit. He, gave, he didn't leave us without someone to teach us and be there and love us and guide us. He left us with or sent back to us the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine that? If that don't harm you, then I don't know what will. And this Holy Spirit, he teaches us all things. He guides us. He instructs us. He answers our questions. He perfects our lives. Just imagine that. We have the Holy Spirit. We don't even need a physical person to teach us. We, if we're lost, a physical person should remind us of what we lost and, and how to find it back again. But because he loved us with our sinful selves, he gave us the Holy Spirit. That's why the fear of the Lord it's the beginning of wisdom. You start to realize all these things that he's done for us and is doing and continue to do. That's some amazing stuff. How many of you recognize you have the Holy Spirit and it's mind-blowing? Nobody. Only one. And one guy want to raise his hand, but he know he done lied this morning. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. Ain't that something? We have the Holy Spirit. The one thing I know for sure now, all that I know, that I know that I know, it's been given to me by the Holy Spirit. For me, I was thinking the other day that I am uneducated. My English is broken, to say the least. Uh, but for 23 years, I have been an entrepreneur. I have, staff, I have people working for me. For 23 years, I've had my own business. Didn't go to school for it. Uh, it wasn't a desire that I put into myself. It was there already. And that God has blessed me to have a business. Where the world says you have to have degrees, you have to, you know, whatever. But just think about that. He's allowed a man like me, a person like me, Un, in my own eyesight, unworthy of it, to run a business. That's mind-blowing when you think about it. And thus far, he has allowed me not to need training from another person. And the only time I messed up in business is when I allow others to make decisions for me concerning my business. If I just keep Put it out there, and it'd be even better. But I want other people to learn to run the business and to run. And when I listen to them, that's when I mess up. Because the Holy Spirit is with me, and he's guiding me in all things. How many of you know you have the Holy Spirit? And, and, I, and I saw some hands, and I will get to you in a minute here. I just need, because this is part of building wisdom, having fear so you can gain wisdom. Uh, what was my question? Oh, yeah. 
Did anybody over here raise your hand and say that you know you have the Holy Spirit? Nobody? <laughs> oh, you did. Did you, you know you have the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Um, can we talk about the uh, anger thing again? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, getting back to what gentleman's saying, he's saying he's angry with the left. A little louder for me. Um, getting back to what gentleman said over here with the gray blazer um, about the anger with the media. I think if we use anger as a tool, it'll help conservatives because um, right now we're coming off like we're so happy and go lucky and people don't listen to that. The left uses anger as a tool, as a tool all the time. Right. And they push it on people and people are wondering, why are they so upset? Why are they so angry? There must be a reason why they're angry. So people tend to listen to people, to the angry people, and they don't listen to the people that aren't angry. So right. I think as conservatives, we're looking, I don't know, I think we're kind of like looking stupid because we're doing the kind way, of, of the right way of doing it, but in the eyes of trying to push a, an agenda down our throats, yes. um, the left always uses anger and they win. So do we, you have, we don't use anger, so I think it's time for us to start using anger <laughs> as a tool to fight these guys. I understand. You know? I like to say the children of God versus the children of Satan, not conservative versus liberal or Democrat versus Republican or anything like that. As soon as this fire truck go by, I want to know, do you have anger? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. is it working for you? Yeah, I think so. In what way? Um, well, I just, it kind of woke me up. It's like, I didn't know what was going on with our country. And, you know, before I was just naive. But now I feel like I'm getting, you know, I'm smarter now because of my anger. Because I could just be floating around out there like, like the people are destroying our country. Like, oh, are everything's you winning? fine and dandy. Are you winning with anger? Um... I think we can win. No, I said, are you winning with anger? Uh, well, I'm not doing what you're doing. No, 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 I, I'm, not, I'm not comparing it to me at all. I'm just asking you a question about anger. Are you winning in your life with anger? Yeah, I think people listen to me when I'm angry. No, but are you winning? I think I'm winning. What are you winning? I'm winning the, the argument that the left is always trying to win and Put their agenda on us. And is that and argument bringing on, is that bringing on a change? I think it is. In what way? People are just disgusted. They're just tired of the. No, way no, the no. How is that bringing on a change in your life? The anger. Uh, well, it, it lets out rather than like you were talking about before, like kids or growing up. Yeah. We're taught the kids are taught to, to bottle everything up, and I don't think that's good for the kids' health. I don't think it's good for anyone's health. So I think it's good to get the anger out and release it. Don't bottle it up. Right, you should if forgive and get over If somebody's doing something wrong, you just, you gotta let them know. Hey, you're in the wrong, buddy, you know? You're making a very interesting point. What, what Christians don't realize that a person without anger is bolder than a person with anger. And as I mentioned about Christ, when Christ was on earth, earth he was bold. He called it as he saw it, he got in their faces, he did not back down. But uh, um, Christianity without wisdom, Christianity with anger, back down from the children of Satan because they don't have the power. And in reality, the children of Satan don't have power either. They do not have power. It's just that you're angry, and so you're fighting up. Two, two devils are fighting each other. That's all happening. And so that's why it looked like the power is not in us because you're fighting with anger. But if you fought with love, then you would be bold, and then you would be in their faces, and then you would push back, and then you would win. But if you're a nicey Christian, just in words, because you don't want to offend, you don't want to judge, you don't want to do this, and then when they attack you, you can't have any attack because you get mad, then you're losing in your personal life and public life. Well, maybe we should just fake them out a little bit. Maybe no, we don't, need... don't be angry, like genuinely be angry. Let's use reverse psychology on them like they do <laughs> and pretend we're angry so we can start winning the battles. That would be better because than Because that's what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, they just, hey, let's do this. And we they are... just show anger and you got Al Sharpton and... 
Jesse Jackson. But let me know, just Canada. say this. Let me because of time, we're out of time, 30 minutes. The beginning of wisdom is to fear the Lord. And you start to fear him by personally and seriously examining your own life, realizing what God has done for you. And just think about what he's done. And that will bring on everything else spiritually that you need. Thank you for tuning in, folks. And we need your support. Thank you guys and ladies for being here. information to purchase a copy of this program or to make a donation visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663 that's 1-800-411-BOND what you